Everybody and welcome to this week's episode of Game Dev's Quest, your once weekly podcast. Fall into Game Dev Scrubs into Game Devdom. If we can do it, you can too. I'm Rhett. What up, y'all? I'm back. I'm Taylor. Yeah, not alone in the GDQ studios today. Mm. Um, <clears throat> missed you, bro. I missed, missed you. you. Yeah, I still got a little taste of you though. Yeah, you did. <laughs> but that has nothing to do with the podcast. And in, in an effort to to avoid the rated R. Uh, Actually, just kidding. I think we're explicit already on iTunes, so. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Yeah, dude. I enjoyed listening to your episode. Yeah, thanks. It was was fun to record. It was interesting. Um, You know, had lots of roadblocks. Oh. Are you still there? No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say it's weird talking to yourself for an hour. (laughs) But but you just get going, dude. Yeah. And uh, right before the show started rolling, I was getting ready to tell Taylor, it's like, it's super meditative. Like, yeah. um, I notice that it happens when I do other stuff too. Like when you're playing music or something, right? Like you get into that zone mm-hmm. or you're working, you get into that zone and it's yep. like you're driving, you get into that zone, you wake up and you're like, oh, how did I not miss my exit? I've been right. like daydreaming for <laughs> like, yeah, it's just that level of sort of, um, you know, meditative, but also like hypnotic, I guess is actually the word I was looking yeah. for. Yeah, totally. And, and well, I had, uh, I had recorded a whole podcast almost, uh, in my car on my way up to Portland. And <laughs> unfortunately it's just completely unusable, but that was a weird one. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, how did I get onto these topics? Like, what did you talk it, about? <laughs> Well, I talked about game dev, but yeah. I was talking about preparing for interviews and things like that because, you know, you had shared some similar ideas and I was on my way to an interview. Yeah. So I was talking about prepping for my interview and talking about game dev and talking about, <laughs> I don't even remember <laughs> really, but it was so weird. By the time I was done, I was like, wow, that has got to be the most eclectic, eclectic episode we've done yet. And then <laughs> it was just completely, completely unusable. But yeah. Well, one of these days we'll have to remaster it. Yeah, yeah. we'll see. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> uh, yeah, it wasn't like the train episode where like there's a little bit of background noise. And, like, our voices are pretty clear. It was, like, my voice barely comes through and the white noise is, like, all you can hear. But <laughs> yeah. It was weird. I should have been prepping for my interview, and I was. And that's kind of what spawned me to, like, start recording was that, like, I, ha- I was, like, rehearsing answering questions to myself. Right. And so then I started – I for some reason, I noticed that my interview questions that I had been sort of, like, rehearsing – like everything started being a lot more generic than like the job I was going for. And then it sort of shifted more to like just GDQ related stuff. And I found myself like almost like in character, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, like answering interview questions and stuff. It was weird. That's what kind of spawned me to pull out my phone. I was like, Oh right. I could do a podcast right now. Yeah. 
Might as well, dude. Like, it's weird. Once you start podcasting, you kind of feel like, you know, at any given moment, you're like, should I record this? Yeah. I don't know. It's not like, it's weird because when you say that, it sounds like you're, you think yourself, or you think that no. you're really important, but it's just like, you don't want to miss anything anymore because you want to like share your experience with everyone who's listening. So it's kind of yeah. weird. It, it was funny because, so we had our opening night um, after party. Uh, on Friday for the musical I'm in and uh, I we actually had a chance because the the production is like so much smaller than normal that like the band was actually given the opportunity to like write bios and they got put <laughs> into the program and so I wrote a bio I wish I had it in front of me uh, but you know it said something along the lines of like you know this is like my X number uh, production with this company and happy to be back playing the drums when he's not doing this, like you can find him, you know, doing game devs <laughs> quest. I didn't say it was a podcast. Yeah. And, and so like my friends in the band, uh, were at the after party and we're all reading each other's bios out loud and like making fun of each other and stuff. And they're <laughs> like, they're like, what? Rhett does something with game development for, game devs quite like what is that and i was like it's it's a podcast and they're like why didn't you just say that and i was like because there's like this meme going around like what do you call four white guys a podcast yeah <laughs> you know so it's like and now everybody has one you know so it's i yeah. it used to make me special back in the day when like it was a secret on how to start one right um but now everybody has a podcast so it doesn't make me well doesn't like make me special at all think about it like we're just two really basic white guys <laughs> and Dude, we, we've been in several podcasts <laughs> uh, yep <laughs> there you have it i know and then i was telling <laughs> stories that like tied in with other podcasts that i used to do and they're like wait what i was like okay yeah i had a podcast where we watched shit movies and got drunk and they're like okay <laughs> You know, and then I'm telling another story and they're like, wait, what's that one? I was like, that's the one where we argued about things, but from like a Star Wars perspective. <laughs> they're like, oh God, you weren't joking, Rhett. I was like, they're I like, wasn't. think about the whitest thing you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I have a podcast about that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Uh, uh, Game Devs Quest is the least white podcast I've been in. Yeah. Although I would probably argue that game dev in general is still pretty white. Well, it is. Yeah. No, you're not wrong about that. Because like it started off back in the eighties or whatever with like nerds who could afford computers. Yeah, middle class. So who's going to have that? White yeah. dudes. <laughs> okay. You're not wrong. And I'm not trying to say that game dev like isn't, like happily diverse and like ama you know yeah. like this no. amazing safe place for women and people right. of color i'm just right. like no, i just I mean that like i think like our community is fairly diverse and our yeah. topics are fair, like and also like i'm a lot more uh aware of social issues than i used to be on say duel of taints um <laughs> Which, like, Duel of Taints, we were very aware of social issues. We also just made fun of them. And, like, looking back, it's, like, super cringy, you know? Yeah. That um, can happen. Yeah. I'm sure it's, it, there's been moments like that on here, too. 
So. Yeah, there have been, but like, and and the thing is, I don't think I said anything that I super regret on Duel of Taints. It's just, it's just like, if you, the problem is like we were talking to people like they knew us, you know. So it's like if you start from the beginning, like you'll get what we're going for. But right. like if you just jump in, you're gonna be like, oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah. What, what was the name we of that show bad. on uh, Parks and Rec where it's like something fart and the douche, you know, just like the most absurd, oh, like yeah. radio characters. And it's like, the douche. Yeah. <laughs> Me so horny. Wah, yeah. wah, wah. <laughs> it's like jumping in the middle of that and thinking like, uh, are these guys like, what are they all yeah. about? <laughs> I think it was just Ira and the douche, but I could oh, be wrong. Yeah, it could be right. Anyways, anyway, yeah. Um, yeah, so interesting, interesting podcast without you. Yeah, so. I liked it, dude. Thanks. You got you got pretty deep, and uh, I think it was a very honest episode, which was which was nice. And also, well, I liked hearing the questions. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. No, I was just gonna say, like, one of the things that I really took away from my interview was that, like, that because they were asking me some like pretty tough questions that were just about my character and ethics and these things like that. And I found that like, if I started thinking about it and trying to like pander and like pick my answers too much, like it just came across super insincere. So I just like started spouting like the honest, like answers that were coming to my mind. Yeah. And it seemed to flow really well. It seemed to resonate really well. So when I was doing the podcast afterwards, I was like, at first there was like some big pauses at the beginning. That was like almost one take. And I just like, I, I, at the beginning, I had some kind of bigger pauses that I had to edit out. But as I got going, I was like, oh, I'll just be more honest. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then there was like no breaks, you know, after like 10 minutes. Yeah. So. That's how mine typically have been too. But I don't know. I think once you get past that initial hump, it's like pretty easy to just keep going. Yeah, it is. But dude, yeah, you asked one question that I felt... I felt really bad about too because you you were like uh, it was something about naming your heroes. Yeah, and, and that lady was like, "Well, what about women?" Oh yeah, dude. <laughs> Who are your women woman heroes? I was um, like, man, ooh, that's like I should have some. Yeah, I I, I know because and I thought I did a pretty okay job of naming my heroes originally, and I was like, I didn't want to get like too. I didn't know, like, what would be considered pandering, like, what would be considered, like, too political or, like, things like this. So, I yeah. named some, like, safe, like, science heroes, like Carl Sagan. Yeah. Um, of course. Yeah. Uh, he's like, the, if someone ever asked me who's your hero, I'm like, Carl Sagan. <laughs> yeah. And, um, but it was, like, it was almost like a trap. And, like, I felt like one of the panelists, like, she was just, like, she knew I was going to name men. Yeah. Um. And I had a pretty good, like, diverse array of men, so I'm not, like, ashamed of that. But uh, but it was like she didn't even hear the answer. And she's like, but what about women heroes? And <laughs> I, I was like, well, can I get political for a second? And they're like, absolutely. And I was like, well, hopefully this doesn't – hopefully we're not, like, on opposite sides of the spectrum and this, like, completely disbars me. But um, AOC? Yeah, I said AOC. Okay, I yeah. said – and I said I had just watched uh, the biopic for Ruth Bader Ginsburg and, like, what an incredible woman and, like, super inspiring – Nice. Um, so I felt pretty good about that. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. and like they all seemed to like nod along, you know, because my, my panel was like mostly all women. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, uh, I was thinking, I mean, when you first asked that question, I was listening, I was like, oh my God, like completely just blanking. Right. Right. <laughs> and that's the thing. It's like, I, I didn't want to like, it, it, it's tough because like, who can I name that? Like, that's the thing that's stupid. It's like the women that I, that right now feel like the most powerful and most like awe inspiring to me are like the politicians. Right. You know? Yeah. But all of a sudden it's like, I couldn't think of like any, like, you know, I, I remember thinking like, oh, oh, and I did, and I said Lady Gaga too. Uh, pretty stupid, but, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I was like, I need somebody who's not a politician and I fucking right. love Lady Gaga. So uh, not just like for her music, but like she's a, she's a cool lady. Um, also, she freaking killed it in A Star is Born, dude. Oh, yeah. She was really good in that movie. When I was flying, that was like on loop in one of the... Uh, you know how they have those like infotainment systems yeah, or whatever? Yeah. It was like on loop. A bunch of people were watching it, but I didn't. It was only like half the flight. Yeah. Or, you know, I couldn't have watched watched a full movie anyways, but... Yeah. But, no, I don't blame you. It was a good yeah. movie, but... Um, yeah. Perfect plane movie if you have time for it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, I was thinking. But yeah, uh, it's not as easy of a question as you think, especially like I don't. Well, I don't know why I didn't. You know, it really shows the gaps in like where we are in life that like I didn't name women at first, anyways. Right. Um. Yeah. It. I think it just stems back to, like sort of our childhood a little bit and just the time that we were born like the 90s were actually pretty messed up (laughs) yeah uh and still really conservative there was like hardly any women uh in power and i don't know they still were very drawn into specific roles in the media and everything yeah um but yeah, I don't know. It's um and even then it's like even with the men I felt like I really like I had to change my answers a couple of time, you know. It's like originally I was going to be like Jean-Luc Picard, but then I was like they might not know who this is, you know. <laughs> Although I did feel pretty good because they asked me like about a book at the beginning. They're like, you know, what book are you reading? Like sell me that book or whatever. And so I just picked one that I had just been talking about, which is Station Eleven, which was written by a woman. And I made it clear that it was written by a woman. I said her name and said that she was a great author and all that. So, yeah, kind of, it was interesting. It was a really interesting interview and I felt really good about it. But as time's going on, I like feel like I wish I had a second pass at it. Yeah, I have those uh, all the time. Yeah, I'm like really doubting myself. I'm like really depressed today. <laughs> when do you hear back? Uh, so yeah, I asked them like when they wanted the position filled and they're like, Oh, like we needed this filled last week. So like, we're going to be moving <laughs> quick. So anytime this week I could get a phone call. Nice. And like, oh, cause that I was hope- only like a couple days ago. Yeah. It was on Thursday. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I really, I really hope to hear back. But like one of the things that really worries me is that, is that I was the first interview of the day. Yeah. And also, also, um, they were like, you did look at the pay scale for this, right? And I think that they were getting at that, like, maybe I was overqualified hmm. or that, like, it wouldn't pay enough or something, which is, like, accurate, but also I really want the job. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, I I really want to work in that office. So, uh, I hope that 
that came across. Yeah, sometimes it's not all about pay. Yeah, and that's what I tried to say. You know, it's like they didn't they didn't say that I was overqualified, but she was like, "You did see the pay scale, correct?" <laughs> I was like, "What does this mean?" <laughs> yeah. Um well, good yeah. luck, dude. Don't don't stress. Thanks. I'm kind of actually in a similar boat cuz I have an interview tomorrow. Oh, uh, nice, dude. <laughs> yeah, it's for that same job that you are interviewed for, yeah. Slate. Yeah, so we'll see. I'm still like really nervous about it. Uh and I hate it because like if you hear um things that make you think that you shouldn't be nervous, it makes me more nervous. Yeah. Like cuz she told me the hiring manager told me that it's more of like a team fit interview, which I've been a part of like multiple times. But I am always unsure what that means, especially when it comes to like a software development position. Like, what does that mean? What are they going to ask me? Are they going to ask me more technical questions or like, what is it going to be? And I'm also supposed to meet with like the entire team, which is like 20 people. And I'm like, so am I going to be like basically in a classroom with them with all 20 and they're all just going to like ask me a bunch of questions or is it going to be like, I see little sections of people Right. You know? And so, I don't know. Kind of having stage fright. But I'm going to spend today practicing and thinking about questions. And I've kind of been doing that all week um, when I've had time. But... Yeah. It's also just been weird being back. Uh, Like, it was weird being gone for a week. I bet. But I had a good time. Uh, Dude, lots of stuff happened. And so, it's like... I feel like when I was gone and over the last two weeks, there was all these like ideas that popped into my head. Like, oh, that'd be kind of cool to talk about. And now it's been like, there's so yeah. much stuff that's happened that I'm not going to talk about probably any of that. <laughs> it just fizzled, yeah. Yeah. But <clears throat> all right, let me talk about big news first. Um, we have an accepted offer on a house. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> so that's been pretty cool. Uh it was really weird because we put the offer in and it was accepted the day before we left. And then when we got into Las Vegas, like we had to f- fill out like hundreds of pages practically of documentation, uh, signing everything. Um, and then when we got back on Thursday, we had an inspection. So we got to hang out at the house for a little while longer. Um, there's a couple little things that need to be fixed. So... We're working on that, but we should hopefully, if nothing crazy happens, we should be in the house by April like 19th, I think is the closing date. And then the cool thing was we like just recently extended our lease because we had no idea when we'd actually get a house. I was super pissed about that. But then uh, we went and talked to our landlord and he was like, oh yeah, we could just roll it back to your original le- end of lease. And I was so shocked. But that saved us like a couple thousand dollars, which is cool. Wow, good. Yeah, I was like super stressed. I thought he was going to be a stickler about it. So that's pretty cool. Nice. Um, Yeah, so it's weird because like yesterday we went to like Pottery Barn and we're like, like looking at all this stuff, like brainstorming ideas for what's going to happen in the house. Isn't that fun? It is. It's really fun. It's crazy. Like I feel so old now, but I'm excited um... for it. I spent, um, like, not last week, but, like, the week before, um, 
really organizing our guest room. The one that you stayed in, actually, that was nice. like just a storage room before. Yeah, the, I was the first guest in. Yeah, you were. <laughs> so now we have like a real bed in there. And, um, well, we have had a real bed in there for a while, but, uh, I, I ended up having to get a new mattress and, uh, and I decided to like organize it, make it like a room and not just like a place where we can like dump things and like forget <laughs> about it. Yep. And, uh, it was like really fun to like decorate with like guests <laughs> in mind. Cause like we have some guests staying for the show. We have Yana coming. Oh um, yeah. My mom said that. Yeah. She's going to cool. come stay with us for a little bit. So nice. Um, and we got. I don't know. Oh, and then, of course, we're going to have somebody stay at our house while we go on our road trip in May. Um, so, Where are you going? <clears throat> I'm going on a road trip to Yellowstone. Oh, that's right. I heard you mention that in the podcast before. Yeah. That's cool, dude. Yeah, I'm excited. It's going nice. gonna to check off two more states on my list. Oh, yeah. 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 We, when we were gone, dude, I don't know what it is, like... I've done a decent amount of flying, but mm-hmm. and a lot of really long trips. Obviously, like Japan, Fiji, Europe, those are really long yeah, flights. Yeah, those are long flights. And for whatever reason, well, you know what it was was there was those plane crashes that happened yep. right before I left. And I swear to God, this happens every time I travel. But um, I was a mess. Like Aww. I had so much flight anxiety, like more than Aww. I've ever had. And the first flight was okay. Uh, we, we flew into San Francisco and then from San Francisco to, to Las Vegas. But at the time, the uh, Boeing 737 MAX 8 or whatever yeah. uh, hadn't been grounded in the U.S. Yeah. And I'm such an idiot, but I saw on the, the flight information screen, like when you're waiting to board, that we were flying on a 737. <sighs> <laughs> And I was like, there's no way it could be the max, right? And so I look up, like, how can you no. tell? <laughs> no. <laughs> I look up, how can you tell if it's a 737 Max 8? And the first thing that they said is, like, look at the wings. And if they have kind of this, like, I don't know, L-shape tip on the wings, it has kind of, like, one on top and one on the bottom at the very end of the wings, like, chances are you're flying in one of those planes. And I'm like, it's probably not it. And I get in, and the first thing I do is I look out the window, and I see those tips. Uh, <laughs> you're the worst. I'm the worst, dude. I freaked out so hard. Like, when we when we were taking off, like, I didn't say anything to Alia, because I was like, all right, if, if it really is this, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to deal with it myself. I'm not going to, like, put her through that. And so... I, uh, we take off and it's like bumpy, dude. Well, th- the other thing was San Francisco was like the most blustery city I've ever seen when I'm flying on a plane. Like I looked out in this field, like out of the window and like, not even kidding. There was like three foot tall grass and it was like at a 90 degree angle. It was like, oh my God, this like, well, and the landing coming in was like really rough, but, uh, we take off and it was really bumpy on the takeoff and I got to the point where I my head was like super spinny and I I like felt like I nearly blacked out whoa I was like 
I, you know, when they show those guys like training to be astronauts or whatever, and they're in that machine that's like yeah. spinning around and around, and their face is like all yeah. wrinkly and whatever, dude. I felt like that for a second, and then it like evened out, and I was fine. But dude, it was crazy. I was like, this is how I am. But I was just like, I'm gonna black out, and I'm gonna black out because we are going down. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, we landed, whatever. Of course you did. The The trip back from Las Vegas, we weren't in one of those planes, but I was like pretty close to a panic a- attack a couple times. Ugh. And I told Allie, I'm not, I'm not flying for like a good two years. I need to just like distance myself from this. And you know, like it sounds fun to do like, cause we went, we went uh, on some cool hikes and stuff when we were in Las Vegas. Yeah. And that was like one of my favorite parts. Um, but it's like, you know, we have a lot of cool stuff we could just see around the States. Like, we should just take the train sometime. Yeah. And that would, you know, that'd be the next time we travel. I think we're going to do something like that. Yeah. But, Except there's talk about, like, Amtrak, like, undoing, like, their long-distance trains and stuff. Oh, really? Yeah. Because yeah, they don't, Dang. they're not cost-effective. Like, nobody does. Because it's, like, the same cost as, like, a flight, you know? Right. True. Because, well, like, we, we plan on, like, one time taking a train up to Vancouver. Yeah. But... The BC, for, yeah, BC. Yeah, but the uh, it was like the cost and the time was just like didn't make any sense, <laughs> and so we just drove and got there in like one third the time and yeah. like one tank of gas. You know, it's like <laughs> yeah, uh, that's probably true. Well, maybe we'll do our road trip, but either way, yeah. I'm not flying <laughs> for a little while because I need to deal with that anxiety, dude. It was like I I could feel my whole body pulsing. <laughs> Dude, you need to go talk to a doctor or something, man. I probably do. I mean, there's no shame in that. Like, there's nothing... Like, it doesn't mean that you're, like, weak or that, like... No, you know I what know. I mean? Like, and it, and even... And let's say, like, your doctor's like, yo, man, like, we can help you out. Like, here's some medication that we can give you. Or, like, here's some medication you can take when flying. Right. You know, or something. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be on that for the rest of your life. Right. You know? Yeah. It's like, uh, it, you know... Like, I had somebody in my family who needed to get medicated for anxiety, and then they were off of their medication in six months. It just, like, gives them that little extra boost they need to, like, you know, yeah. get sort of back on Fill track. Fill their or reserves or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, man. I probably need to do that next time we fly, but... You know, at least it's something you could bring up with a doctor. It doesn't have right. to be, like, a life-altering thing to, like... <laughs> talk about it yeah you know because like maybe there is something they can do to help and or maybe they could just be like you know i don't know have you talked to somebody or something like easier easier suffering a little bit yeah well since then i've been like super inspired to um meditate back on the meditation train yeah so i found this uh youtube channel called great meditations i think and it's really good guided meditations. Hmm. Like one of them, uh, I think it's just called like relaxation guided meditation. Not even kidding, dude. I was like in another world when nice. that happened. Yeah. Like it, I was probably hypnotized to some extent. Yeah. It was just really a crazy feeling. So it's been good. I've been doing that like twice a day and nice. it helped, it's been helping me be more productive and good deal with anxiety and stuff so good for you man good for you trying to do that but man 
real quick, how about those ducks, dude? How'd they do? <laughs> okay, I man. I haven't followed anything. You so. haven't followed anything? No, so, sorry. No, no, no. That's, that's I mean, okay. did you not hear all of my ribbing about sports in the podcast? <laughs> I mean... I think I did. I don't remember you talking uh, about it, though. I was mostly just making fun of the fact that sports, sporto, sports, sports. Anyway, I mean, go ahead. yeah, sports are dumb. I feel stupid that I care so much, but... No, uh, no, you shouldn't feel stupid. I was just teasing you, but yeah, go uh, ahead. I mean, I like dude, basketball, yeah. so this helps. Well, okay, so we bought those passes for the Pac-12 tournament, like, in October or something. And that was when the Ducks were supposed to be, like, super good. They have Bull Bull on their team, who's, like, number one draft or number one recruit in the country or something. He's, like, 7'4", you know, stud. And he ended up getting injured, like, game nine or something. And then after that, they just, like, sucked for most of the season. Um, And then all of a sudden, like, towards the end of the season, they started picking up the pace and, like put it together and they for the Pac-12 tournament they had won like four in a row against like the best teams in the Pac-12 but they're still a six seed out of 12 and first game they smoked Washington State then their next draw was the three seed Utah who they beat then it was the two seed Arizona State which went into overtime and was like a crazy game and they ended up winning there Wow. Then they played Washington State who, or Washington, who's a one seed, and they beat them by like twenty. Wow! So, so they're the sixth seed, and they ended up winning the Pac-12 tournament. Turns oh. out, if they wouldn't have won the Pac-12 tournament, they wouldn't have gone to the uh, NCAA tournament. They would have been out of it. And now they're in the NCAA tournament. <laughs> they upset Wisconsin, who is a five seed. They're a twelve seed. And last night they won again. Against what? UC Irvine, they're in the Sweet 16, dude. What it's like the they sucked. They sucked for like most of the season, and now <laughs> they turned they're it like, on. They turned it on. Yeah. Oh, it, that's great. It's cool. They're playing like really good basketball, and and the thing that is really cool is uh, Peyton Pritchard is a local Oregon kid, and he yeah. was the MVP of the Pac-12 tournament, and now he's just like lighting it up. So it's really cool. It's been that's, a lot of fun. That's great, and like. Us getting those those tickets because we had the whole the whole package. It was kind of a gamble because you know like people from Washington State may have got the the package too, and they only got one game. <laughs> you know, so the whole time I was like, I was just hoping I was like, please win your first game so we can at least see two games. And then they ended up like taking the ship, dude. <laughs> that's legit. So that was that's, that that's was a sport of sports story. I'm happy to hear. Yeah. So, anyways, <clears throat> and then the women's basketball team is also in the Sweet 16. They're they're a two seed. They're they're pretty good this year. So notice how we talked about them last, and then they just get a passing sentence. I know. Well, what's wrong with us? <laughs> we didn't go to the turn. We didn't go to Las Vegas to see them play. So that yeah. was the story because it was you know what I what I saw. But yeah, it is kind of crappy because. I actually really did want to watch the women's basketball games, but they're on channels that we don't get. <laughs> of course. <laughs> so, it's yeah, it's pretty sexist. But hmm. anyways, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. It was worth going to Las Vegas to see that. And then, like I said, those hikes that we went on. I've never yeah. done like desert hiking, but yeah, it was right? so it's fun. cool, man. Yeah. 
there was this one place that we went um it was like a canyon that had ancient paintings in it whoa that's cool it was really awesome like there was this one whole side of this canyon wall that had like all kinds of very like primitive looking paintings but it was just like kind of surreal standing there What's kind of cool is like out in so like the high desert is like so fun. It's so beautiful too. Like yeah. But if you go out, I, I don't know. I guess I don't know if technically if this is considered high desert or not. But it, uh, like if you drive to Nevada from Oregon and you go through like um, Tule Lake, which is yeah. where Oregon's freaking concentration camp or you know Japanese Ooh. internment camp was. Actually, yeah. I'm pretty sure that's where George Takei was. Was in Tule oh, Lake. Okay. Wow. <clears throat> anyway. It's really fascinating out there because there's this, like, lava rock formation called Captain Jack's Stronghold, which is where, like, one of the last wars fought between the American Indians and the American Army was fought. And it's mm-hmm. in Oregon. And um, it's this, like, natural lava rock formation that, like, was just so treacherous to, like, advance upon. Like, the lava rocks were so sharp that it just, like, shredded the Army's boots. <laughs> and... Like, there was, like, tunnels to, like, navigate around, like, underneath so that they could, like, get around and defend their positions with, like, a handful of men. Dang. (laughs) Yeah, it was really cool. But you go out there, and there's this huge, giant, like, rock formation. And apparently, it used to be, like, the only kind of, like, land sticking out in the whole area. Because the area used to be, like, a way bigger lake than it is. Like, Thule Lake is, like, I think there's a lake out there. But it's also more like an ancient lake bed, and it's dried oh, okay. out now. Gotcha. And um, and there is this like big kind of plateau in the middle. And if you go out there, you can see where the water level used to be. And apparently, the Native Americans used to ride their canoes out there, and they would like carve things onto this wall. And you can see all of that. And that's from oh, like that's cool. more than like ten thousand years ago. Yeah. <laughs> Which yeah. is like that's just so crazy, right? Well, it's again you you forget that we have ancient history here, mm-hmm. and so it's really cool when you see that kind of stuff. Yeah, in your in it your is. backyard. Oh, that is cool, man. Yeah, yeah. we're gonna have to uh, go on some outdoor adventures this summer. Still, remember, should, I'm holding yeah. you to that. All right. <laughs> I think. Yep. Um, I think. Definitely, like, in the next couple of years, I'm going to try and hike the whole leg, the whole Oregon leg of the Pacific Crest Trail. Oh, cool. Yeah, I want to do something like that before I'm 30. So Nice. Yeah, man, that's where I'm at right now. I got to get all this stuff in before I'm 30. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you got the clock's ticking, bro. <laughs> I know. Well, that's, I'm like, man, I'm going to have a house before I'm 30. Hopefully, I'll have a software developer job before I'm 30. And that's, like, two goals knocked out. So... We'll see, though. Yeah. But congratulations about the house, by the way. I know I already said that, but that's so cool. Yeah, man. I'm happy well, for you guys. I mean, I know that it's not a for sure thing yet, but you've got the accepted right. offer. and Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty stoked for it. Can't wait to get in there. Yeah. And once we do, we'll have people down and whatever. House so. warming. Yep. <laughs> We're uh, all going to do mushrooms in your new house. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you'll have a bed to stay in. So yeah. it even has like straps so you can hold you down if you freak out. Hot, dude. Can you guys <laughs> hold kidding. me down without a freak out? Like, 
Maybe just for some fun. <laughs> no, we actually don't have an extra bed yet, but all right, we're talking about I guess one. We're all staying in your bed. Yep. <laughs> it's only a queen though, so. Well, we'll cuddle. Yeah. No it's big nice, deal, bro. Tight quarters. Look, we're progressive. There's nothing weird about this. Like, no. look, it is what it is. We cross swords. We cross swords. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, Sorry, guys. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah. So. I saw Jordan uh, Peele's new movie last night. Oh, Us? Yeah. I, I like, really want to see it, but I'm too scared. <laughs> it's, like, honestly, like, it's just as scary as let uh, uh, Get Out. Get Out, yeah. Right? Like, it's it's a horror movie, but it's not jumpy. Yeah. Um, well, part of me, like, the thing that, just from watching the previews I got the chills from, is just, like, seeing sort of the empty eyes of the, whatever you call the others or whatever. Yeah. Like, they're very scary looking, the way they move. It's, like, just creepy imagery. Yeah. It is creepy imagery. The movie was really well done, but it... it like, me and Bailey spent probably, like, 30 minutes after we saw it last night being like, okay, what? <laughs> you know? Nice. And then, you know, uh, Tim Heidecker from Tim and Eric? Uh, Do you know I'm Tim and sure. Eric? Uh-uh. Like, comedy sketch? Okay. Anyway, Tim is in it. I thought that was freaking hilarious that, like, he's like he's such a weird, like, absurdist comic guy. And he has, like, the show on Adult Swim, Tim, Tim and Eric's Awesome Show or whatever. It's like just the weirdest comedy. Anyway, he was in it. Oh, I know some guy he's with. He did like the Vape Nation. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Vape I've Nation. never seen Tim Heidecker, though. But yeah, Vape Nation. <laughs> that was yeah. funny. Elizabeth Moss is in it, too, from Handmaid's Tale. I didn't know that she was Oh, uh, okay. Anyway, good movie. I really do recommend you go see it. it. And it kind of really stoked me for like, it kind of felt like a long Twilight Zone episode. And now he like, you know, and Jordan Peele is doing yeah. Twilight Zone. So yeah. <laughs> I'm so jazzed for that, dude. I yeah, can't wait. It looks really good. They showed a preview for it before the movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, like, it's crazy because I feel like Jordan Peele sort of came out of nowhere with his him being a director and i feel like he is the genius of our time right now like yeah that's and that's the thing like yeah um like i think so too but he didn't come out of nowhere let's not like i well like dude I he mean, did his sketch comedy show for years it was a i huge know he hit. did that but like oftentimes you don't think that like a comedian is gonna be like a brilliant director that does like some genre that's like, well, I guess you would argue horror and comedy are the same, but uh, how did you know I was going to say that? Because we've talked about it like so many times. (laughs) I was like, all right, go ahead and say it Taylor. So I can rebuke you or rebuttal you. Dude, I bet you, by the way, that like so many of his, uh, like outtakes from those movies are probably just like absurdist like comedy sketches. <laughs> oh, dude, absolutely. Well, and that's the thing. Like, but, let it, uh, or God dang it, uh, Get Out. Get Out has Let It um, Go. <laughs> yeah, I keep wanting to say Let It Go or whatever. Like, anyway, Get Out 
has some like pretty funny moments in it, and so does yeah. us. Like us had really? some parts that made me like belly laugh, dude. <laughs> anyway, yeah. I think you'll like it. It's not that scary. Like it is, okay. it is scary. It is like a true horror film. Yeah, but it's it's good. It's really good. I might so, have to watch it. Yeah, I just wanted to talk about it because I knew you love Jordan Peele. So I do, dude. He's amazing. Guy's awesome. Yeah, and he's freaking hilarious yeah, in he uh, his sketches. Yeah, <laughs> Alia and I always make fun of. Uh, there's this football sketch that they did, where it's like the East West Shrine Game or something. Oh yeah, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> we always say like, uh, uh, University of South Florida, because <laughs> <laughs> they're always saying like the most absurd things. Like, yeah. uh, oh, who's or uh, oh, what was the name of that guy? Oh, uh, shoot. I can't remember, but we always say their names, like, just out of nowhere because it's funny. Good story, I know. <laughs> it's a great story. Don't tell yourself. <laughs> uh, oh, wait. Nope. Ma- also. Oh, no? oh wait, yeah. wait. Okay. No, the name. He- yeah. <laughs> uh, Ibrahim Moises. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name. Jordan Peele does that. He looks like he's like the like toughest guy ever, and yeah. like that's his name. I love that name. <laughs> uh, They're so funny, dude. Yeah, and then uh, I like the dude from like San Jose State. He's like Quattro, Quattro, San Jose State University. <laughs> love that sketch, dude. It's so good. That's great. Uh, anyway, sorry. Hey, also. Well, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I, I got a Steam, uh, wait, yeah, a Steam link for Christmas because my family just did Christmas the other day. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> so we, uh, we were really late. It's the spring equinox and we did Christmas. And yeah, my brother got me a Steam link and it has been pretty cool. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You just like, it lets you stream from your computer onto your TV and like play with a controller or whatever. Right. Um, what have you been playing with it? Uh, Hyperlight Drifter. Oh yeah. Yeah. And nice. uh, I played some Assassin's Creed. And God, what else nice. did I play? Look. Do you like the feel of the Steam Link controller? Well, I don't have the Steam Link controller. Oh okay. Because uh, I've I... heard that it's kind of shitty. Eh. Yeah, it yeah. looks stupid. <laughs> I saw and read it the other day. They're like, this sums up the Steam Link controller, and it was like all dusty. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, and I played Shadow of Mordor. Oh, um, dude, yeah. That game's awesome. Which I don't like I could play on my PlayStation, but um Oh, and I played Skyrim. So yeah, it's kind of nice. Like I used my uh I could I it has Bluetooth compatibility, so I could link up my um my controller, my PlayStation 4 controller, but I ended up not liking that as much for some of the games, so I just plugged in an Xbox 360 controller and uh, used that. But it was just fun to be able to play these games that like I have to sit in front of my desk to play. And it's like right. I've been using a controller to play a lot of these games anyways. Yeah. Um, and just like sitting with my feet up on the desk and like playing. But it was like it was just kind of fun to be able to play these games from my couch and like yeah i'm kind of looking forward to being able to do that more especially with my new desktop that can handle like a lot better oh, stuff yeah, dude. so um, yeah 
I thought about getting one like a couple. It might have been last year. Yeah, they had some sale going on, but it was they... like it was like five bucks for the for everything, and yeah. then it was like fourteen dollars for, for shipping. shipping. I'm yeah. like, what? My brother just call it twenty bucks. Then. Yeah, my brother got a bunch of them for like two bucks, Dang. like two bucks each. Wow. So that's why he got <laughs> me one for Christmas. So that's cool. Yeah. So it ended up working out, but it's kind of it was kind of neat to see and. uh because I would have never got one, you know, but yeah, kind of interesting. Get one, so yeah. yeah, cool, dude. Um, well, I've been doing a little bit of dev since I got back. I was like hot on this mono game, uh, streak before I left. Like, yeah, I did that mono game course on Udemy, finished it, which got me kind of jump started, and then uh, I started working on some procedural generation stuff, uh, for this like pirate roguelike game that I'm potentially working on and uh, got some cool like island generation where it builds out these random islands with beaches and stuff, uh, which was kind of neat. Um, I liked it, especially because I figured out some debugs, uh, debug tools. Like I figured out how to make it so that if you move your mouse around, it calculates the position and knows what tile you're on and then it also like highlights it yeah so it kind of helps figure out where you're at and uh yeah i don't know it's it was really fun getting that work uh, working i love doing procedural generation especially after you see it working it's just yeah. like, so satisfying yeah um, <laughs> i remember so. just like i remember thinking a lot about that when we started the podcast and in fact i was thinking about that when i was recording last week like how like far out of reach i assumed something like that would be and then yeah. you start like researching it and it's like oh it's just like <laughs> it's just clever you know yeah well <laughs> and i don't really know there's a bunch of different types of procedural generation yeah and i don't know how to do most of them like i was looking at um oh what's the common one called uh shoot blanking on the name but the one that i sort of know how to do is uh, called cellular automata. Yeah. Automata, whatever. Um, and yeah, which, well, all okay. Are, I was going to say, is that really, sort of like the game of life in a way, like where yeah. the cells fold out in a certain way? Yeah, it's basically like game of life, but it's mostly just like for loops and like random percentages. Right. Uh, <laughs> so it's not really that hard. Um, and that's that's what I did for my logging game to set up the terrain, and then that's what I was doing for this one too. But I want to learn some of the other ones. I'm, I'm blanking on. There's a really popular one, but I'm blanking on the name. Uh, but there's just all these like well-established algorithms that you can use for procedural generation. Um, so if you're ever like to the point where you're like wanting to do that. Just look up what those algorithms are and and do your best to implement them. It's like it's kind of like design patterns in a way. Like you don't need to figure something out on your own from scratch because tons of people have like vetted it with math and actual like production uh, programs that show that like these algorithms and stuff work. So, um, anyways. That was a lot of fun. I, I really, it makes you feel like all powerful, you know? Yeah, <laughs> when, for sure. When you get it working. Yeah. So that was pretty fun. 
Um, I wish I could remember the name of the really common algorithm that people use, but it escapes me. Um, anyways, I, after I got back though, I found that I have this interview and so I haven't picked up mono games since then. I've been working on, um, design patterns, but also I wanted something hands-on to do. So I ended up building, kind of rebuilding a discord bot. And so I have, I have that working. I got a lot farther than I did before. Um, partially because the discord.net uh, API has much better documentation. So that was, that was kind of cool. Nice. Um, I ran into like the dumbest issue though. What I wanted to have happen was basically if somebody joins the server, they can't communicate until they assign themselves a role by adding an emote to a message. Right. <clears throat> it's the same idea that I had before, basically inspired by man beard games, like everything else we do. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could have a worse role model in this sense. So that's true. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I ha- I felt like I had everything set up properly, but nothing was happening. Like I would, I have this test account that I use, and uh, I was setting the emote. Nothing was happening. I wasn't getting any errors or anything. But eventually, I um, dug in deep. You use. All of the Discord.net stuff uses async methods. Um, and so there, there's a little bit of difference in how those are used. Um, and it wasn't throwing an error message for whatever reason. Maybe, maybe because the error message was like on a different thread or something. I'm not really sure how that worked. Yeah. But eventually I dug in and I did like a try-catch statement to try uh, to add a role to the user that does the emote. And then... The catch would caught an exception and threw the error, which was a permission issue. And it turned out I spent like two to three hours troubleshooting this stupid permission issue. Like I recreated a whole bot, added admin permissions on it and all this stuff. But what it turned out was in the Discord server itself, there's a hierarchy of roles. And bot was underneath, at the time it was just programmer. Like it was like physically underneath it. And so it was throwing an error because in the fine print, the roles have like, it says like, this role can change the permissions of roles below it. And anyways, got that fixed. And so now I'm working on um, where to host the bot, but I'd really like to put it in the GDQ server because when we were gone or when I was, when I was gone, we had some, some trouble again. Yeah, I saw that somebody basically like attacking my secret weapon because he was that guy was being a douche and my secret weapon was handling it like so i'm just trying to i mean that's add in yeah add in some other extra extra layer so and people have been asking for rolls for a while anyways so yeah um be kind of cool so what i'm gonna do is try to deploy it um it sounds like i'll probably end up doing that on aws and then seeing how that works in my test environment. And once it does, then I'll um, probably ask some people to test it out with me and uh, and then pop it into the GDQ Discord. I'm really kind of scared, though, that I'm going to break a bunch of stuff because, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, it's like production environment. We have like 300-some people. 
So I'll be careful about it. I, th- I think maybe what I'll do is define the roles ahead of time and just ask people to go ahead and pick their roles. And then once most people have done that, then I'll put the bot in and change the permissions on the channels. So we'll see though. But it's been fun. It gave me a lot of confidence after I did that because before I was like really struggling. And I don't know. I feel like if you're able to work with an API, um, you probably are able to do lots of cool stuff. Lots of cool stuff. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's the type of work um, that like really, really interests me. Yeah, it's just cool. Like all the all the like possibilities it opens up. Uh huh. Yeah, man. It was fun. So, and then today I'll probably, because the job is mostly ASP.NET stuff. So I think I'm going to try to do a mock-up of a GDQ ASP.NET Core app where you have like user profiles and stuff. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes. But anyways, that's kind of the scoop. I probably missed a lot of stuff in the last, you know, week or whatever, two weeks. But that's where we are. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. Well, we can probably wrap this up, but I do want to say one more thing real quick yeah. because it flashed across my uh, my, my news feed. Oh, earlier. God. Yep. No, I'm not going to talk about that. <laughs> no? <laughs> no, I'm going to talk about something happy and amazing. Jordan Peele's oh. movie Us has the biggest single box uh, office opening weekend since Avatar. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Uh or nice. wait, maybe it's a specific thing, like a new a new IP or whatever, right? I think oh, that's okay. what it was. Gotcha. I don't have it in front of me anymore. So I totally no butchered it. But so I think it's like a new original film biggest opening movie since Avatar. Opening weekend. That's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. Congrats to Jordan Peele. He's Absolutely. the man. So happy news, no sad news. <laughs> We're not going to talk about it. Sad news or non-news? We can talk about it off the air if you'd like. <laughs> Honestly, I don't know if I really need to anymore. Yeah, I agree. Democracy is dead. Well, we'll see, though. We'll see. <laughs> no, Things, I don't know. Like, there's still... Just stop it. <laughs> we live in an oligarchy. It's all dead. <laughs> to the streets. <laughs> uh, anyway... I we think do we're live gonna... in an oligarchy, though, so your vote doesn't matter, but you should vote anyways. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I'm going to cut us off. <laughs> <laughs> this has been Game Devs Quest, guys. Your once weekly podcast on to Game Dev Scrubs. Hey, we got this beautiful, beautiful fucking website. It's called GameDevsQuest.com, made by our boy, Tebow. Tebow. Tebow? We're working on it. <laughs> um, looks really great, man. It's got Thanks. relevant links on there. Go check it out. GameDevsQuest.com. Um, if you want to join the Discord server, you can do so by following that link on that website. If you want to hit us up on Twitter, go to that link on that website. <laughs> <laughs> um, interested in our game jams? Go to gamedevsquest.com, bitch. Yeah, I think our uh, it page is on there. It is. Yeah. So there you go, right at the bottom. Um, yep. Hey, I did want to shout out. Um, I hope I say his name correctly. Vasilios Rolialtis. Uh, he's been super nice to us on Twitter. Yeah. He com- he uh, he told me the website looked nice, which felt great. So thanks, man. Yeah. Appreciate you listening. <laughs> yeah. And he said my podcast episode was cool or something. 
Yeah. Yeah, you've been getting some good feedback on your episode, dude. Can so. I say, son? Because you, you spoke from the heart. This is time I take this big solo. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. Uh, just kidding, bro. Um, and <laughs> if you guys would like to help support the podcast financially, you can do so by buying yourself something fancy on HumbleBundle.com. I haven't checked what's up there lately, but if you go to HumbleBundle, all right, follow no, don't go there. Use our link, bit.ly forward slash GDQ hyphen humble. Buy yourself something nice and scrape us a little bit off the bottom of your boots as you trample around the humble store. Um, and it just goes to keep the lights on. We go, it goes direct into, uh, you know, hosting fees, server costs, uh, etc. And we get to keep making this cool podcast, uh, you know, for free. So do that. And that's it. All the other links you, you guys need, gamedevsquest.com. We appreciate it, guys, and we'll catch y'all next week. Thanks, y'all. Yo. Have a good one. Cute app music. Yeah, boy.